is Bloomberg Surveillance. The UK needs its own sovereignty. It doesn't need rules set out for it by the European community. The Fed's decisions to raise rates are not being driven by inflation. So what is driving it? There is still only one global oil market, and the price goes up because of outages in Nigeria. And whether we're importing oil from Nigeria or not, we're going to be reflected here. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Bloomberg Surveillance, Michael McKee and Tom Keenan Moments. Michael McKee's conversation with President Lockhart of the Atlanta Fed. Let me get right to the Forex brief brought to you by Interactive Brokers, Forex Traders. Focus on tightness of spreads. If cost matters, visit ibkr.com slash forex to learn about their forex ECN. It includes 14 of the largest interbank dealers. Uh, forex exchange today, uh, yen after that huge strong yen move that we saw on Friday, 107.13. That's still extraordinary and very anti-abinomics, the euro 113.50. As well, he and I've always said, folks, that the Atlanta Fed is away from New York and gets less discussion in the media than it should. President Lockhart is out of Stanford Economics and the John Hopkins Johns Hopkins University School of Advanced International Studies. Uh, President Lockhart has had an esteemed career uh, in uh, banking and in private investment as well. Carl Riccadonna here as well. Carl with Bloomberg Economics. What do you want to hear? From Dennis Lockhart this morning. Well, he's going to be sort of the uh, prelude to uh, Chair Yellen speaking uh, just after noon today. And uh, he was uh, one who initially uh, brought in uh, concerns about uh, Brexit uh, weighing on the June meeting. So we'll see if he uh, continues to uh, adhere to that, especially given the big uh, yeah. FX moves in uh, in Sterling. And over the weekend, certainly that changes the discussion that Carl Riccadonna brings up, the idea of not one but two, uh, I'm not going to say major polls, but nevertheless visible polls in the United Kingdom that clearly tilt towards Brexit. Uh, and now, um, here is Michael McKee with Dennis Lockhart. Thank you very much. We are here live with Dennis Lockhart, the president of the Atlanta Fed on Bloomberg Radio and Bloomberg Television. Good morning to you. Mike. The day after, as it were, the, the, the trading day after the jobs report. Last time we heard from you publicly in mid-May, you were saying that June could actually be a decision at which the Fed raised interest rates. Now we've got this number. Let's get right to it. Is June still on the table? Well... Let me just speak for myself. Um, I think the combination of the jobs report on Friday and the Brexit consideration uh, justify patience. But I'm speaking only for myself. The meeting is live. I don't know how it's going to come out. The committee could arrive at a decision to uh, increase the Fed funds rate. Uh, but as I assess the situation currently, I'm prepared to be patient. What does patient mean? Would July be a meeting at which you would consider a rate increase? Well, I think patient for me, again, means um, first getting beyond the Brexit vote and seeing how the data come in for the next few weeks. My fundamental view is that the economy remains on a moderate growth track, let us say around 2 percent, and that it will be sustained for the rest of the year and beyond. So I'm not really changing my overall view of the economy just because of the jobs report on Friday. Uh, however, the weakness of the jobs report is something that I think justifies a little bit more patience. If you don't think it's a new trend, then what do you think happened to the jobs report? 
I think there are two, possibly three ways it could be interpreted. The first is that it's indicating a slowdown in the economy. I don't believe that's the case, as I just said. I don't believe that's the case. The second interpretation is it's the natural slowing of job generation as we get closer and closer to full employment. And that's clearly a possibility. The third is that what we've seen with this most recent report and the revisions to the earlier reports is simply the waxing and waning of data, the to and fro that we see in the numbers uh, in, a, in a, an economy that's never going to be totally linear. So that's possible as well. But the key point for me is I don't – it does not take me off of my basic view of the economy growing at around 2 percent. For a Fed policymaker, it's where the risk and uh, reward line is. Uh, where is the greater risk? CPI inflation is up. PCE inflation is up. The ISM non-manufacturing survey came out after the jobs report, didn't get a lot of publicity, shows labor in short supply for a 13th month and prices going up for eight months. What is the, the risk cost-benefit ratio at this point? I, I don't personally see a lot of cost to being patient to the July meeting at least. Um, so I, I don't think the Fed is behind the – the FOMC is behind the curve in an, in, from the point of view of inflation. And uh, um, I think we can – again, I'm just speaking for myself, but I think we can, can be uh, watchful and see how things develop over the next few weeks. Let's talk a little bit about uh, monetary policy itself at its current levels, extraordinary still. Mm-hmm. Is that putting maybe a floor under growth and inflation, or is it actually contributing to growth at this point? I have to believe that the policy as it now stands uh, continues to stimulate the economy, and um, I don't see that it's putting a f- floor under growth and inflation. I, I, I think it's net stimulative. Um, and uh, that's not to say that the neutral rate isn't fairly low, but nonetheless, I think we're still at a stimulative uh, stance of policy. Do you have a number for a neutral rate? Well, I mean, we debate this all the time, and you can argue that the neutral rate is uh, currently about where the Fed funds rate is, or maybe one, one and a quarter, but it's certainly within that range. I'm, I, I buy into the view that the neutral rate changes over time, and, and as the economy continues to move ahead, uh, the neutral rate will rise. But at the current time, I think it's in the range of sort of where we are, maybe a little lower, even to one or one and a quarter percent. Uh, Given that, then, where do you see the Fed funds rate at the end of the year? In other words, where are your dots? Well, I I have revised my thinking on that since December. And um, I'm now in the school that believes – first, I'll say we have enough meetings. We have five meetings, including the June meeting next week. So there are enough meetings to conceivably – the, if the data uh, justified it to go to three moves, but I'm more inclined to think in terms of two moves between now and the end of the year. And, of course, I have to caveat that that depends on uh, how the economy performs. Well, when you look at the 
calendar for meetings. You've got one in September, one in October. If I ask you whether the presidential race would affect your thinking, you were going to tell me, no, we'll make policy as necessary. (laughs) But does it cross your mind, especially given the nature of this campaign, where you could easily become an issue that could decide the presidency? Oh, I really doubt that. I really doubt that. I do think as the final weeks of the the campaign and the election uh, unfold that um, much of the electorate will be sizing up the economy and their economic prospects. I think that's been shown with very good scholarship on on the question. So the economy and the state of the economy is clearly part of the equation. Uh, Whether a policy decision would swing the election, I find that very (laughs) far-fetched. In the April minutes uh, of the April meeting, there was a lot of discussion about a lack of business investment. What are uh, corporate leaders in the Atlanta district telling you about why they are not spending? We talk to uh, our contacts in in the corporate world a lot about this subject to try to understand, you know, what it is that has sort of created a drag from business investment on GDP growth. One answer is simply that we're still in a state of high uncertainty and that uh, the better part of wisdom on the part of corporate decision-makers is to be cautious. Uh, Much of the investment that's taking place in equipment is replacement in in nature. It's not making a big bet on the future. Uh, I simply – I guess I I would say that I, I think the uncertainty environment remains elevated enough that business uh, decision-makers are very uh, cautious about uh, placing big bets. We're talking live with Dennis Lockhart, the president of the Atlanta Federal Reserve Bank, here on Bloomberg Radio and Television. Business leaders are cautious in an uncertain environment, but what are they uncertain about? Is it the presidential election? Is it regulation in Washington? Is it Obamacare, which is what people talked about the last couple of years? Or is it the Fed and what policy is going to be? Uh, Probably all of the above. Let me me just uh, parrot what I hear when I talk to business leaders around uh, the southeast. Um, They will cite uncertainty regarding uh, global events. So... They, most of them have within their uh, within their scan uh, the whole world, and they're uncertain about uh, you know how Brexit will unfold or how the European Union will evolve or whatever. Uh, they will also mention regulation, uncertainty about regulation, uncertainty about future taxation, uh, future fiscal policy, clearly uncertainty regarding the election. Although I would say we don't hear a lot of reference to the election per se, Um, and uh, uncertainty um, regarding uh, just the overall uh, momentum of the economy, and Fed policy would be part of that. Is that unusual? Is this uncertainty unusual? The world is always an uncertain place. Yeah. Um, Yeah, business people are always trying to have as much predictability as they can, and they're making uh, judgments on the margin uh, with the amount of visibility they have about the future. Um, So, yes, this is the kind of thing that you hear probably any time you ask the question. So it's a matter of degree. I think it is more intense now than I've heard it in, let's say, than I would have heard it 
10 years ago. You've mentioned Brexit a couple of times, the vote on June 23rd on whether or not uh, Britain will leave the European Union. How much of a threat to the U.S. and global economies do you think it really is? Well, first, that's the right question, because as a policymaker, I have to be thinking not just whether this is a big event for the world, but whether it's going to come somehow spill over 